I don't listen to music. <laughs> well, I was watching the the trailer for the Kinetsu no Yaiba anime to see if maybe we could just pull the music from there, at least like a snippet of it. <laughs> Welcome back to Monging Your Ears. My name's Corey. Helen and April are with me. Hi, everybody. Uh, we are here, as always, talking about an older manga and a newer manga. Uh, this time, I will not flub the publisher, but we are talking about The Prince in the Dark <laughs> Days uh, from Kogansha. It's in front of my eyes, so hopefully that's correct. Uh, it is by Hiko Yamanaka. Uh, it's only four volumes, so it's... Uh, it's pretty compact. Uh, I I read all four before the podcast. Were either of you able to read all four? Did you guys read one or two? I read the first volume when it came out, and I wasn't particularly fond of it, so I didn't go looking for more. Um, I read the first volume. It's been on my shelf for a while, and I was going to get the rest digitally, but they're the same price as the print volumes are pretty close. <laughs> so I figured if I was going to get the rest of it, I'd just get the print volumes. So just the first one for the podcast. Yeah, the, the benefit of digital is that it's not taking up space on your shelf, and you don't have to move it when you move. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Prince in His Dark Days is about, uh, uh, it's about a 17-year-old girl named Atsuko, who uh, looks very uncannily like this uh, almost 18-year-old boy, Itaru. And Itaru is uh, this extremely rich person. He is about to become... The, uh, the head of the family uh, of, a, of a big, uh, assumably multinational corporation. They, they don't really get into what this family uh, does, just that they're... They're just fancy pants rich. Yeah, they're, they're extremely rich, is what they do. Crazy um, rich, even. Yep. Uh, and Atsuko is not that rich. She is, in fact, extremely poor. She is, like, living, uh, living paycheck to paycheck. She takes uh, jobs just to make it by. She... I don't really know how to say this, but she, like, tricks men into uh, giving Compensated dating? Yeah, compensating dating. That's it. Um, and some of them are, like, kind of pervy. They just want pictures of her underpants. And then she's like, all right, well, let me go uh, spruce up my underpants. And then runs away. I don't know. <laughs> um, and that's basically how she gets her money. But uh, at some point, Itaru runs away. He has a secret of his own, which uh, I don't believe they get into in the first volume. Um, but uh, he, he runs away. They put Atsuko in the role of Itaru because they just need someone until his coming-of-age ceremony. And that is, like, four months from uh, the beginning of the volume. But what did you two think of the story? Um, the volume that I read, I like. It's just, I think, because it's so short, it's hard to... Uh, to really completely get into it in just the first volume. But so far, I liked it. I thought her... Uh, her story was uh, a little more depressing than I expected because there's also her father. I think her father is maybe an alcoholic or something like that. So she has issues with him and basically her life just kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
then, of course, when she meets sort of the rich family and sees how they live, she doesn't really have an issue with taking over the son's role because she's it's better than what she had before. So the, the story doesn't really uh, take a lot of time to get really depressing. You know, within the first few pages that her life is not great. So it doesn't take very long to set up uh, to set up the 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 why as to why she would do that, why she would agree to something like that. It's, it's very obvious within the first like 10 pages or so. Mm hmm. Yeah, like I said before, I read the first volume and I wasn't that crazy about it, so I never went looking for more volumes. It's been a couple of years, but I remember that I didn't particularly like the characters very well. I seem to recall that, like, I thought that, like, everyone was treating Atsuko like crap, even though they really <laughs> needed her. Yeah. And there were some, like, some weird power dynamics going on. I also did not like the art as much. I found it kind of bulky and unflattering. It gets a and, little wonky. <laughs> yeah, and not in a purposeful stylistic way, but in a I'm still learning how to finesse my style sort of way. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I mean, if I was generous with the art, I would say uh, it's serviceable to good in terms of what kind of story they're trying to tell. It's not like it's, uh, it needs extravagant or very well-drawn art to, to do what they're doing. Uh, but if I were to be a little meaner, I would say they're just trying to cop, uh, uh, what's her face? Matsume Ono? Her style? Mm. I-, I don't think they were even going for that. I don't think they- <laughs> <laughs> If we're going to be mean, I don't think that they even had a goal like that in mind. Yeah, I think I agree more with Helen that it was more just like it, uh, like it hadn't, the art hadn't like gotten there yet. But I think for the particular story, they were they were trying to tell it it looks like it fits when it doesn't look like it hasn't gotten there yet if that makes any sense at all <laughs> yeah i mean if i just skim through the uh the fourth volume compared to the first volume which the fourth volume has i believe the, the 20th chapter it, it looks like these are released monthly i'm not sure but there would be a significant amount of growth and like the art pretty much looks the same so mm. uh yamanaka seems to have either not wanting to drastically change the art for this or uh, not gradually change the art enough for me to notice. I mean, so are just, you... Go ahead. We're just going to be very judgy over their art style, then. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, are you able, Corey, are you able to speak to any of the latter volumes without spoiling it, since me and, me and Helen don't don't have any reference for the, the last three? <laughs> um, I don't know where the story progresses to or anything like that or whether you would recommend it or what have you. Well, if you're not doing the first volume, uh, I would not really recommend the later volumes. They're uh, much of the same thing. Uh, not Everyone is not as mean to her as uh, in this first volume. She Akiko is more, more seen as a uh, tool to get to Itaru's uh, coming of age ceremony in this first volume rather than Someone who they have a growing friendship with, but as they just spend all this time together, they get a little more defensive of her uh, and toward her. So the, the relationships do do mature, and there is, there are a few cute moments when the like Eater, fake Eater, Atsuko is going to a party, and uh, she runs into this uh, heavier peer. Like she, this person is also. Uh, super rich or whatever, and they're also at this party, and Akuga just gives her the time of day, and that like make, just makes her feel special among all these rich people who just never care about her existence, given her appearance. So, like those little moments are cute, but they're they're largely few and far between because it's so mm-hmm. focused on Akuga and Itaru and all of their stuff. 
Now, am I remembering correctly that there's also a bit of humor between, you know, here's what the commoners do and here's what the rich people do? Or am I misremembering? I don't really remember that. Uh, okay, I must one. be thinking of a different series yeah. then. I remember that in Oran. <laughs> yeah, and in some ways I feel like I've seen this setup before. Like, I couldn't tell you any other specific series, of course, now that I've said that. But I have, I'm sure that I've seen things like this before maybe not with this bad of a of a home life but i feel like i've seen sort of series where the the one person gets taken in by an uber rich family and etc cetera, etc cetera. so i don't know i just felt like this was this was um it was decent but also at the same time like didn't find it particularly memorable at least not with just this first volume but Corey, did you feel like there was like character develop development between the other volumes or yeah i think there definitely was uh mm-hmm. especially with Actually, more more with the characters surrounding Atsuko because this this is one of those stories where there's the main character and the main character kind of changes everyone for the better because mm. they're, they're all so selfish. But the payoff doesn't really happen until that fourth volume uh, when there is a, a a very big like emotional climax moment uh, because of the end of the series. But uh, up until that point, we just kind of get these little uh, pebbles of character growth that like these people are incrementally going to. Uh, a better place for themselves and for the people around them, but they're not quite there yet. So it's a little bit of the woman as nurturer, which is mm-hmm. not a leading archetype that I like that much. Yeah. <laughs> I think back in the day that people were, um, I think when like the, the descriptions on the back covers was saying that this was like a prince and a pauper style story, which I guess you might be able to say is true, but my only experience of the prince and the pauper was Wishbone, so I can't speak to that much more. Hoping you guys know that one better than me. <laughs> I do not know what that is. The Prince and the Popper? Oh, oh dear. <laughs> I remember it, but couldn't couldn't tell you off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, usually that archetype is a story about people switching instead mm. of one person running away and a second person being brought in to fill their place. Mm. But yeah, I definitely felt like I had seen this idea in stories yeah. before, mm. or at least this was an analogram of ideas I'd seen before. You know, yeah. the commoner meets the wealthy person a substitutes in for person b and there is cross-dressing and some people are subconsciously noticing the cross-dressing and are having like a shang from mulan moment about it (laughs) yeah well no one actually notices or no one uh no one that is like outside of his immediate circle notices uh that Atsuko is cross-dressing just because uh Itaru was like so distant with everybody so no one really knew who he was therefore no one could really recognize that he was any different that's just alarming yeah you should, have, four, you should yeah. have enough social connections with people that they notice if you've been replaced with an imposter yeah, like, like a different <laughs> kind of uh kind of concern there right yeah yeah well uh overall i thought this was a I would call it a solid shoujo series, but nothing particularly stand out. Uh, I enjoyed reading these four volumes, but I'm not sure what uh, what more I can gain from it, like rereading or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's one of the nice things about physical volumes. At least then you can resell them if you end up not wanting to reread them. Yeah, I'm surprised about this one just because normally um, when I go to get... So normally I do digital like for the podcast, especially if it's a series that I can't... I'm not necessarily 
interested in like physically having and I need it for the podcast I'll read it digitally and this is one of the few where like the price has been the exact same <laughs> um, so I was a little surprised by that and then I'm also surprised that the series is only four volumes I've seen it in the bookstore a lot and I didn't realize that it was that short of a series I kind of thought it was maybe a six to an eight one so all right well with that let's uh let's take a short break and then we'll be back on the other half to talk about uh Kimetsu no Yaiba like, does that English name? Uh, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. Oh, Jesus. Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. Great time. <laughs> Welcome back, y'all. And now for a complete 180 shift in topic, we are going to talk about the relatively new series in English, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, which is being put out by Viz Media, and it has an anime coming out in the spring by U UFO Table. So if you want to get in on the latest hot new stuff right now, you should probably listen to this podcast. Anywho, <laughs> As always. Is that how you pronounce it? Is it UFO Table? Apparently, yes. It is literally named after a UFO-shaped table oh, okay. in their offices or something. I thought it was just ufotable. I don't know. I did so too. So did I. I have been corrected on this. All right. All right. Uh, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba has, is set in uh, like Meiji-era Japan, so not the distant past, but not the near past either. Uh, Tanjiro is the oldest child in a family of charcoal makers, and one night well, one morning, he returns after spending a night away selling charcoal to discover that his entire loving family has been murdered by demons. Like, his sister, Nezuko, seems like she might be, still be alive, so he's dragging her along, trying to get help, when they are jumped by a no member of the Demon Slayer Corps who informs them, okay, that was a demon that killed your family, and Nezuko is also a demon now because demons spread a little bit like vampires. You, they bite you, and yeah, you're a demon now. Mm -hmm. And so... Tanjiro is suddenly thrust into this world of demon slaying, and I mean, his first point of contention is that he has to make sure that Nezuko is able to stay alive, since she is a demon, but she seems to still retain some of her humanity. She'll fight for Tanjiro, she won't attack him. And so Tanjiro then spends um, a couple of chapters in a long training montage as he prepares to enter the demon slayer corpse. And then after a relatively short fight, he is in the Demon Slayer courts, and now he is going across Japan with his sister hiding in a box on his back, trying to find the demon who originally turned her, since that seems to be their best chance at ever turning her back into a human. Learning some more about other demons along the way, it quickly becomes clear that demons aren't as black and white as some other characters have indicated they are. There are some who are um, more considerate, um, who try to avoid humans. And Tanjiro is meeting up with some truly stupid dumbasses for his trip that I am not looking forward to seeing in the anime. Did you guys get as far as volume three and four? I got through two, not three okay. and four. I wanted to get through two you, and four. I liked it. You, you have not much. met the dumbasses yet. Though. No, I, have, I was like, I don't think I'd seen any yet. The first two ones. <laughs> it, it was a bit of a shock for me because I was like, oh, I like everyone pretty well so far. And then we have like Crybaby, who battles the best when he's fallen asleep, and 
character literally wearing a boar head. <laughs> and it's like, what is going on here? I, I, I just watched the anime trailer for this and was wondering what that was. I'm like, I'm already two volumes in and I do not remember that boar thing, but I guess I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> you're close. You're close. <laughs> Corey, what about you? I read five chapters. I thought, oh, yeah, there was going to be some like homework for this. Uh, I mean, I've been reviewing this for the OASG. So. Okay. No, I, I, when I I first read this as a jump start in Shonen Jump, and the first three chapters didn't really jump out to me, so uh, I figured I would try to read uh, a little more, see if it caught me more. And I think it's a little more interesting, and what you're describing makes me even more interested. But uh, that will come later. Yeah, the first volume alone it didn't grab me. But I ended up getting the second volume from my library before I finished reviewing the first one. So I did both of them at once. And with the second volume, that's when it pulled me in. Although now that I've read four volumes, I can say that the mangaka, who people tell me is a woman, but I'm not entirely sure it's a woman because their author image is just a crocodile wearing glasses. (laughs) But whoever they are, they have this very annoying habit of like ending volumes in the middle of arcs. So you have to read the next one to finish off the arc. Which I understand is, you know, how cliffhangers work, but it just makes things really hard for me to review. Just putting this out there. (laughs) But I like the series so far, and I was thinking about this a lot as I was doing a panel recently on women who make shonen manga. And I was thinking how the art style for this series is a bit gothic in some ways. You know, there's a lot a lot of emphasis on dark blacks and shaky lines. And in some ways, the story reminds me a little bit of D. Gray Man with this idea that, you know, demons are almost always a danger to humans. You know, there's a lot of danger from them, like they could take over the world, you know, sort of in that dark sense, but also in the art style, like some of the earlier art styles for D. Gray Man, not the more recent art style that mangaka has adopted. And then it got me thinking just how many manga we have out there these days about demon slang. It's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that, that by itself almost made me kind of like skip this one. So I've seen it in the bookstore and I've heard like the talk about it, but I'm like, I can't really be that great. It sounds kind of generic, but uh, I read a couple of volumes for the podcast and I, I really, really like it. Like I wanted to try to squeeze in the last two today before we, before we did this, but I couldn't, but I, I've, I've really enjoyed it so far. And uh, I, Helen, I know you were saying the first volume didn't really pull you in, but for me, it, it, it did. I liked the whole training arc and all that and normally I'm I'm not really interested in that kind of stuff not that I dislike Shonen but it's just not a particular favorite of mine so I was kind of surprised that this one uh sucked me in as much as it did so I'm actually excited about the anime now I'll have to I'll have to look at that too yeah battle Shonen or like battle tournament Shonen isn't usually my thing either but thankfully these fights don't last for too many chapters Mm -hmm. I was actually a little annoyed when I was reading volumes three and four together because I was like I want more downtime you know, I want to get to know these characters more. Wait, no, I don't like these two idiots. Uh, maybe it's such a good thing. <laughs> Although I have to ask, how are you with spider monsters? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I guess I will find out. <laughs> we'll find out in volume four. Though. There are some very creepy spider monsters. Right. Spider, spider human, than me demon. Earlier. Oh, that's right. We did read that. Th- these are significantly creepier. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can only wonder why. <laughs> You know, you got like spider human, hybrid demon, stringing people up in the forest, you know, <laughs> controlling each other, trying to kill each other. Th- this one, like I said, it feels a little gothic to me. It's kind of dark. <laughs> people, side characters definitely die. I don't know about main characters yet, but side characters are definitely dying left and right. I couldn't tell you why, but it sort of made me think of Claymore. I haven't 
watched her Red Claymore in many, many years. But I, I just it sort of gave me that feeling. I don't know how many years ago that's been since I've looked at that. Um, yeah, same. But that but sort of also was rather brutal in the way it killed off people pretty quickly. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Do you all think you will watch the anime? Or, Corey, do you think you will? Uh, yeah, I'll check out the anime. I mean, I'm much more interested in the manga now that you're all... Uh, talking about it more like i've seen uh minovsky article tweet about it sometimes and he seems to be really into it uh but i guess like from the first three chapters i couldn't really get into it but those, those are only from the first three chapters that's not too much to go off of either and the first five chapters seem to be even a little better like there's a lot of time skipping in just the first five chapters mm. which just makes it immediately more interesting i think because uh, we get through the grudges of the, the basic learning of what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, okay, guys, we know that Tanjiro isn't going to learn, you know, how to become a demon slayer overnight, but we don't want to show every step of the way, so let's just right. assume some time has happened. And yeah, I would say that three or five chapters is probably not very indicative of a currently 14-volume series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is a weekly Shonen Jump title, guys. It's going to be around for a while. Yeah. But yeah, I'm definitely interested in the anime. Um I usually like the works UFO table puts out anyway. So looking forward to the fights, just hoping they have like, you know, a good balance, a good pacing to how long the fights take and all that jazz. The fights did remind me a little bit of Naruto since the characters are like constantly calling out like their special style. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that might be why this one appealed to me more because the fights are shorter, like they're not very long. And I think that's part of what bores me about other shows. I'm just not like into that at all so maybe that's part of why it appealed to me a little bit more and then i guess i'm just sort of into him trying to like save his sister i'm like oh you know i don't know how long how long that part of it's gonna go on but i guess i'm into him figuring out how he can uh, save her or change her back i that's i guess that's hooked me enough for now andro is a good boy and i'm told that <laughs> nezuko gets in on the fighting a little later on which i think is great yeah i mean nezuko's character to me was the most immensely interesting just because uh, demons are typically either uh, portrayed as these uh, inherently evil beings as they are right now, or they are portrayed as having intelligence and uh, being evil or good, depending on the individual demon. In this case, it's just like uh, something that you don't see very often where demons are inherently evil, but this particular one might not be. And being able to see where that, or wanting to see where that goes is uh, just holding me to want to read more of the manga. Yeah, and like I said, we meet a couple of demons not long after this who definitely seem to still have human thoughts and emotions and control. They aren't just wildly rampaging monsters. But I think most of the ones we're going to run into in the series are going to be the wildly rampaging monsters that make for good fight scenes. <laughs> but yeah, with that... um. I mean, there's not a whole lot of plot to talk about, even after four volumes. Like, yeah. you can talk. We can talk about the specific fights they've had, but moving forward in the larger story of, you know, who is creating these demons? Is there any way we can actually even stop them or reverse them? Hasn't come up quite so much. But I'm looking forward to seeing more. Don't know how much the anime will end up covering, but we shall see come this spring, I guess. Yep. Any other final thoughts from you guys? Mm, I'm curious, too, to see how far the anime will go, because from what I can tell, the fifth volume is due out in like a week. And I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if the anime is going to go further than what we have out in the U.S. It seems like it could. So I guess we'll have to see. But I'll definitely uh, be checking that out and probably picking up uh, some more of the manga volumes. These digital volumes are cheaper than the print ones, if, if people are wondering. so. Or you could even get like the Weekly Shonen Jump subscription. 
because this is one of the series that they've got there. So if you do like the two ninety nine a month deal, you can read like a hundred chapters of manga a day. Yep. And nice. just catch up with the volumes they've got there. That's what I've been doing. Or that's what I get for this. Once I graduate school, that is definitely one of my plans. Just binge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a case where since it hasn't been serialized in the English Weekly Shonen Jump the whole time, that there is a gap they're going to be filling in. So you can read like the first, I think probably like the first four volumes. And then it skips to like chapter 140. Yeah. So. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I think they oh. had like the first 30, 30 something chapters when I looked in it last. Yeah, so they are simultaneously to new chapters, but there's mm-hmm. a bit of a gap there, yep. so... Just a little. But if you really <laughs> wanted to save money, you could just get that subscription for a month and, you know, read everything. That's a good idea. And, I mean, 100 chapters a day is a good number of chapters in a day. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be reading 100 chapters in a day. <laughs> Look, if I was lying in bed sick all day, I could probably do 100 chapters of Shonen Jump stuff with yeah, their sure. short, like, 15-page chapters. I got work, Helen. I said if I was lying sick in bed, okay? <laughs> like if I was not at work. Well, with that, if you guys want to follow us on Twitter and find that if any of us have taken sick days from work to go read <laughs> a whole bunch of manga, you can follow the account for this podcast at Manga in Your Ears on Twitter, and you can find us on our individual Twitters as well. Mine's at Wandering Dreamer, and you can also find me writing for the OASG when I'm not dying under a mountain of homework. <laughs> which is happening this week. Poor Helen. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mongeoran. And you can find me on Twitter at InPassionateK. Uh, and just to update, as of uh, February 27th, there is chapter 34, and it skips to chapter 139, so missing a few. Mm-hmm. Oh, any any update on our new website yet, or is the new, uh, new website rolling? Uh, yes, the website is uh, functional, but not yet fully migrated yet. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it should uh-huh. be by the next time we record. And this is why, in the real world, people pay, pay each other the big bucks to do websites. Yeah, <laughs> whereas I just have a co-host doing it in her spare time. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Camilla. Uh, we appreciate you. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Till next time. Bye.